Ford government is overhauling Ontario's blue box recycling program. And we spoke about this last spring when the province laid out a blueprint for what was coming. But I think it's worth a refresher. So Joanne St. Godard joins us, executive director of the Circular Innovation Council. Welcome to the show, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you making time for us. Can you walk us through the, the current program when it comes to the blue box program and who's responsible for funding it? Yeah, so right now, and and as it has the last two decades or so, the um, responsibility for financing uh, um, has been split between the producers or manufacturers, brand holders, whatever you'd like to call them, that commonly put um, packaging um, onto the marketplace that ends up in the blue box, share 50% of the cost. And the other 50% of the $300 million is borne by the municipalities. So through taxpayers, we pay to have that service at our curb. Do we know exactly what the changes are going to be when it comes to the province's uh, blue box program or are they proposed? We, the regulation has been let. So that means that we do have a new regulation that requires um, the intent of this regulation is to transition all of the responsibilities. So the whole $300 million bill will go to those producers and they will um, not only have to finance the system, but actually also um, have to manage themselves to operate it as well. So the, uh, because it's such a huge transition and there's many moving parts, 200 and some municipalities that each have their own programs, um, and a lot, no standardized list of what goes in between them, um, and then a, a whole host, thousands of producers that have to organize themselves to take on the system, um, the regulation is, is, uh, gives a transition period uh, of about five to six years for that um, new financial model to take hold. Joanne, give us an idea of who you mean when you say producers. Yeah, we can just pretty much take a package out of your blue box. And, and what we mean by producers is, is, is the brand holder, or the manufacturer. So it could be Unilever, it could be Procter & Gamble, it could be Coca-Cola. So those are some, some um, you know, the big examples. But pretty much any uh, company who's uh, manufacturing or filling a package and putting that onto the market is um, the obligated party, we say, or the the responsible party for taking on um, the costs and the operations. So when it comes to this new Blue Box program and, and the people funding it, what motivated the, the changes here to make companies and producers fund the program? Was it mainly um, being lobbied, the government being lobbied by environmental groups, or was it the average person kind of losing faith that things in their blue bin actually could be recycled? Because I think there are a lot of people that just had heard stories and, you know, when you move from one municipality to the next, mm-hmm. it's not standard, it's not consistent, and that's where doubt starts to, uh, you know, sow its seeds. I think the motivation for the regulation actually comes from from different places. Um, there is a recognition that we are actually disposing of a lot of this material, which actually can be valuable resources, inputs into the recycling system, uh, and, and a lot of the, the materials are still lost to garbage bins, unfortunately. So um, from an environmental and a, uh, um, an economic perspective, we want these materials to be feedstocks for new, uh, the making of new packaging. So certainly that's a motivator, and I think that's recognized by all stakeholders. We certainly know that we are actually um, in, a, in a landfill or disposal crunch. We don't have a lot of... Um, space in our landfills. And so why would we put these valuable resources into landfills that are filling up far too quickly? And no one wants to site a new landfill anywhere. 
Um, and, and, you know, and I think the other piece to this is that the producers and the manufacturers have the most influence on the type of materials they use in their package or the design of their package. And so we want to make sure that we incent them uh, by adding the cost of recycling to the bill, to their bill. Um, we want to incent them to make better designs, make materials that are more recyclable, choose packaging that is more um, uh, able to, um, to, to be successful in the recycling systems that we have. Um, and the other, you know, the, the, the flip side of that is the taxpayers of the municipalities who are just really picking it up at curb have really no influence on the design of those packaging. And so, um, you know, why should they be paying for um, the operations of, of this recycling system? So I think the motivations come from several different pressure points and mm-hmm. different stakeholders. What's in it for the producers? Well, it's interesting. The producers, um, there are many of them. Uh, some of the brands that I mentioned are actually some of the leading uh, stewardship, um, uh, or, or certainly they have made environmental commitments of their own globally, not just in the Canadian or Ontario context, but globally. And they, they, those will include things like reduction of waste and to support more recycling. So for those that have made those big, important commitments operating and, and having control financially of this program of, of the recycling systems is part of, of their global commitment. Mm-hmm. And, and they really see that if they can get these materials back into the production or the making of new packaging, that they can actually um, limit the amount of virgin or resources that they're extracting from, uh, from the earth. Um, so, you know, recycling, finding this stuff, um, collecting it from us and then putting it back into the manufacturing of new packaging is actually part of their um, global stewardship or environmental commitments. You're listening to 640 Toronto. We're speaking with Joanne St. Goddard. She's executive director of the Circular Innovation Council, previously known as the Recycling Council of Ontario. Joanne, I was just thinking about uh, corporate citizenship and how important it is, especially when it comes to branding. And that can be worth a lot of money to a company, right? It can make or break you. And the idea of controlling costs over recyclable packaging, A&W, I had no idea what was motivating them introducing this butterfly cup. Um, it's being piloted right now around Toronto. It, it doesn't have a lid and it's completely recyclable. Uh, but now I think uh, I understand the timing of this and I... I love this because it's a new way to to uh, think of packaging, and I think maybe it's very helpful to me that that companies are going to get on board, uh, knowing that they're footing the bill now for the program, and come up with some innovative, creative design. Well, I mean, this is this is getting at the nub of the issue, and and we're so happy to see some of these big, well-known brands take a leadership position. It is all about innovation, innovating something new. I think consumers are there. Um, you know, every Canadian wants to uh, protect its land. They don't want to see more landfills. And I think consumers are quite willing to respond and and really um, uh, reward these companies by choosing their products and packaging. So it's really important that we as consumers respond and 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 uh, reward these companies. But you're absolutely right. This is a culmination of of supporting that innovations. And so you know the laggards, the ones that don't want to innovate um, and to spend some money on research and development to create more recyclable, less wasteful packaging, are going to be left behind. 
Will this lead to another increase in, in prices of products? Because we're seeing the cost of everything going up. And if so, how long will it last? Because I'm sure there's somebody sitting in their car going, that's great that we're trying to you know save the environment here, but this is, mm-hmm. I, I can't mm-hmm. afford this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why there's a, you know, sort of um, a thinking that this is going to push prices up higher. Um, you know, I think the point of this is that we still want these companies to compete. We still want them to innovate around competition. Um, and so, you know, integrating the price of environmental costs or recycling in particular into the package means that they're going to compete against that cost and every other cost of bringing the, the package of the product to market. And so, you know, we know what companies do well. Um, you know, they're motivated to increase their margins. So if they can push down their garbage costs or their, um, by, by uh, innovating around design, they're going to be more competitive. And so we as consumers will benefit from that competition. So, no, I would, I would say to you, I, I don't think we should accept that this just means there's going to be more cost in the system. Do we know how much this is going to save taxpayers, this reworking of who pays for the, the blue bin? Yeah, well, we know that the blue bin costs hover around $300 million annually, of which $150 million of that is borne by taxpayers um, at the municipal level. And so that will be the savings when they transfer that over to the producers. Joanne, thank you so much. It's been really informative. Thanks for uh, sparing some time for the show today to you know get us up to speed with what's going on. I guess we're not going to see this, you know, in the near future, any big changes, but we will start to see the packaging maybe change shape and, and size and weight and, and uh, materials. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm um, more than uh, happy to be with you today. Thanks for the opportunity. And I would say to all Ontarians, all Canadians, you know, think about um, waste and, and garbage when you're going to make your purchases because it does make a difference when you're rewarding those companies that are innovating and, and making things more uh, recyclable. Well said. Joanne St. Goddard is Executive Director of the Circular Innovation Council, previously known as the Recycling Council of Ontario.